Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Today is Friday, August 25th, and this is episode 66. I'm meteorologist Jeff Orgeron, joined by our chief meteorologist, Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Good morning, Jeff. How you doing? I'm uh, awake and ready to talk weather. How you doing? We had some good weather. I missed it. Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I had no lightning over my house. I mean, I, I guess I saw a flash when I got home last night, but tell me what you experienced, because everybody experienced something different last night, I think. Woke up at about 1.15, checked the radar, saw a few thunderstorms developing along the coast, and most of the action was east of the Cascades. Um, Wait so- a minute. Did you just say, so you slept through, there was tw- about 12.15 to 12.30, there were a bunch of strikes around Westland and Oregon City, and, and so you slept through that? I keep my fan cranked up and I don't hear much. Oh, and in fact, okay. my wife, my wife's really into the weather too. And she, I asked her this morning, I said, did you hear the thunderstorm that came through like around midnight or so? And she said, no, I didn't hear it. We just had some rain in uh, Southwest Portland. So, yeah. Cause yeah. that one, when I got out of my car at 1220, I live way out on the East side. And of course, you know, I looked at my radar, like what's happening. And I could see a line moving North through the central part of the Metro. And, uh, and then I could see flashing. It was probably flashing about every 30 seconds to the west, but too far away for me to hear the thunder. So somebody got a great display around 12, 1230. Well, I walked okay. outside to leave for work around two and I saw my car was just covered in water. Um, okay. And it was humid outside. It was, I think really when I warm. left, it was like in the mid to upper 70s. Yeah, it was super warm. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. And then and then things started picking up throughout the morning. Um, we started getting multiple complexes marching up the Willamette Valley, the coast range, the coast. Oh, um, good. Okay. Yeah, it was. It got pretty active, Mark. And then, uh, you know what? I didn't realize the hood to coast relay. Those runners started running at two thirty in the morning. Did you know that? I thought they don't start till like five or six. I think Timberline. Yeah, that's the old rules. I guess during the pandemic or twenty. So they they paused in twenty twenty, and then twenty twenty one when they brought it back. I think. Uh, they had runners starting to go around two thirty. I think they were trying to space them out more. Perhaps. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, we started Good Day Oregon, and Tony was already seeing runners along 26, like, down at government camp and whatnot. And we had we had pop-up cells um, going on around – or developing around the Cascades, and I was like, uh-oh. We're getting a little worried about the, the, the lightning threat for all those runners and especially the folks that were up at Timberline so exposed the elements. But there was really, like, no lightning uh, this morning around the Mount Hood area. It was generally – uh, metro area out toward the coast range of the coast and then off into central and eastern Oregon and then everything moved up into Washington. So would it be fair to say in the end it did about what we expected? We knew there were scattered thunderstorms. Some get I kept saying some of you will get it, some of you will sleep through it. And uh I think that's more or less what happened, right? And the coast got some, right? Because it looked like the I noticed our graph model would kept pushing stuff along the coast. Are you working today by the way? This I'm working this afternoon, yes. Okay, go to the recorded hits on the Max 2. Sorry, guys, we're getting a little nerdy here. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> if you go to the recorded hits on the computer that we use, the weather computer, Okay. I forgot that I recorded all these lightning um, videos from Seaside, from uh, oh. Lincoln City, caught one in Willamette Valley Vineyards camera in South Salem Hills. You're going to see a ton of lightning videos, and you could probably pull them into radar hits and kind of show people um, if you want to. Oh, that's um, neat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was active, Mark. It, it was like an adrenaline rush up until about seven, eight o'clock, and then everything started working its way up to Washington, and then crashed hard. My adrenaline, at least, did. 
So yeah, I bet I bet it since you get up so early. So well, that's too bad. Some of us missed it, but um, Let's yeah, see I saw if, um, a few flashes. Yeah, Let's you can pull up can... something there while we talk. It boy, it yeah. sure is warm this morning. We'll find out what the official low was at 11 a.m. because we get the official numbers for lows and highs every six hours. So I'm waiting for the 11 a.m. because obviously it was a warm night. We expected it to be our first really warm night. And um, yeah, well, we have three more really warm ones coming up uh, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Uh oh, Jeff hey. is pulling something up here. He's, he's pulling up some sort of graphic. Are you seeing and, it yet or do I need to? I'm oh, there we to... go. Yes, I do see it. Let me get my phone out of the way. There we go. So okay, those are so all the lightning strikes? Yeah, the National Weather Service shared this like toward the end of the thunderstorm event. So this was the overnight lightning strikes that were observed from Northern California through Oregon and into Southern Washington. And their estimation was about 1,500 lightning strikes, which... Eesh. Pretty good they, event. They, these were soakers, though. I mean, this was not a dry lightning event by any stretch, but of course, you know, everything was super dry leading into this thunderstorm. Uh, breakout. So, right. Um, and unfortunately, it looks like we have at least one new fire in the Northern Oregon Cascades around Mount Hood that you were talking yeah. about a little while in ago. In fact, see that over on the east side of the metro. Notice, yeah, central and east side. I did see one strike. Can you zoom in on that or not really? Nah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, okay. There was one strike central. That's when I was standing outside my car holding my suit at 1220, 1230 a.m. Looking to the west, I saw a few strikes there. Um, and then earlier, while I was working in the evening, there were two or three strikes over on the east side, not really metro, but in the Mount Hood National Forest, kind of over the Bull Run watershed area. And sure yeah. enough, there is a fire. I just checked. There's a heat signature from space. I can see I live out in the Corbett area. I can see a small smoke plume. Small. Okay. Fingers are Actually, crossed. you know what we're going to do here, Mark? I'm going to pull yeah. up the satellite imagery. We'll show yeah, you. Ahead. We'll show you the system that brought the thunderstorms we'll show you where that right. where the thunderstorms are going and then we'll show you some of the smoke and the new fire unfortunately that broke Good. out it's kind of near Good. sandy would you kind of say uh east and northeast of sandy so yeah. um and portland's watershed that's bull run and so there it's between the two reservoirs and kind of south in the hills but there were three there were i think about three strikes around 9 p.m i, I started getting the you know the adrenaline started rushing right then and okay. uh, must have come from those. Okay, so, so that's this, the la this is the loop. Do you see my seeing. cursor, by the way, or do you yep, not see my yep. cursor? Okay, I can see so, the upper level low. Yeah. So the upper level low is right offshore. Let's say the southern and central Oregon coast, and there's the see the all the clouds pushing up into Washington right now, Mark. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the disturbance that we were tracking. Oh man, look at that little. It's like a that's little. That's pretty interesting, low. huh? Kind of. You know, you can go closer. Lower. Yeah. So uh, that's go what to I'm the go do. to the localized sector. There you go. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's gonna go be beautiful, folks. Wait for it. Wait this, for it. This okay. is gonna be amazing. Let's hope it doesn't crash the. Why is this not working? Come on now. It won't go there, huh? Localized. There we go. Oh, there you go. You just had to be patient. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. It little uh, little curve. One of the models had a little curve coming up the coast on it. It was either the graph or the your three kilometer NAM had like a funny little. Yeah, huh, well, that's it, interesting. And there, there still are a few thunderstorms. Um, by the way, we're recording this around 945, and there are still a few thunderstorms right. developing over the coast range. Uh, for all of our audio listeners instead of video viewers on the podcast, we're showing um, visible satellite imagery of western Oregon and southwest Washington. And uh, what you can really see is all of the smoke draped across the Cascades this morning. That big fire that my cursor is circling around, that is the lookout fire. And just to the southwest of it is the bedrock fire. But looks like um, that lookout fire is producing a ton of smoke. And then um, 
Mark, you can still see my cursor, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. So my cursor is pointing at that new fire that's burning in the Mount Hood National Forest, east of the metro, west of Mount Hood. Um, it, yeah, it's already producing a decent little amount of smoke there. So that's right about where we had lightning pass over and little or no rain in that area. You have, I think you've got the rain totals too. Um, but yeah, little or no rain in that area. And so that would be a perfect setup, you know, right in the dry forest. Um, it was called, they've given it a name camp Creek fire. They initially just call it 10 acres. I could see one heat signature from space. Like I said, it was between the two bull run, they have bull run reservoir one creatively named and reservoir two also creatively named. And it's just South of there in the Hills. So it's kind of Northeast of Sandy. You can just barely see it from that far out. Yeah, And then a a slightly wider view shows all the clouds across eastern Oregon and Washington. That's the disturbance in the thunderstorm activity that we were tracking this morning, which is generally pushing out of the region. Um, Let's go ahead and I'm going to stop sharing this. So everything pretty much played out like we expected. We did some overnight pop-up thunderstorms. We could never know exactly where they're going to pop up. They they never turn out exactly like any one model shows usually. and then now we're back to the hot weather and um, everybody, some folks had rain. Some folks didn't. When I drove down my road, there had been, you could tell it was slightly wet, like it had just barely rained, but I did not have measurable rain here. Yeah, here are your totals. And you can see central and west metro got a little bit, actually got wet. You said your roads were wet yeah, when you went um, to work? Mark, there was actually a pretty good complex that set up right west of I-5 this morning. It was, right. When it, when it was really um, kind of beefy, it was focusing from about Corvallis <laughs> all the way up to like the coast range up near highway 26 near Vernonia. So um, that's why you saw greater totals West side versus perhaps East side. I think I saw the beginning of that at midnight where there's something just West of Eugene, a big cluster of storms. I think that was the start of that. Yeah. Ooh, is it's that interesting? A half inch at Newport or out, out there along the coast. Yeah. Yeah. That must be just North of Newport. Cause I think that's the Aquina Bay down there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so, so officially, folks, no rain at the PDX. It was a trace of rain several times. Officially, no, does not end the dry spell for now. It's like, my goodness, we just, it's, and, and that's the case with scattered thunderstorms, right? Some, there are some winners, there are yeah. some losers, and uh, PDX was a loser, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> all right, so we've talked about what happened this morning, all the excitement. Thanks to everybody for sending photos and videos into our app, um, the Fox 12 weather app, easy way to- yep pull those in and then we can show them on TV and social media. So appreciate everybody doing that. Um, we're in the midst of a heat wave. We hit 94. We overachieved yesterday, Mark. We did. Um, and Camilla and I were, were agonizing over the temperature forecast. Either way, we know it's going to be low to mid nineties for, for two more, two to three more days, both tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, Sunday, it was a question mark. You notice I lowered it. You probably were like, what was he doing lowering it? No, uh, I just, I- Oh, I know it why would, you lowered it. That graph model is pumping out an upper 70 on Sunday. Is that yeah, right? Now it says 82, but I okay. thought that was just in a nod to that. Also, the Wharf GFS from UW is going cooler Sunday as well. Just kind of a weak push. Does that happen or not? Eh, but I thought it was worth knocking a few degrees off the high temp. Yeah, yeah well, we will I see. I, I bumped it to 91. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't check. No, I figured we'd go up and down. The constant pull and push. Um, the gradients, you know, yesterday and through the night, we actually had a pretty good easterly gradient uh, coming through the gorge. It's still eh, two millibars, which means there were gusts 30 to 40 out at Vista House yesterday. When I when I came home through the Corbett area, it was windy last night, breezy. Um, and we still have offshore flow. So, yeah, there's no reason we shouldn't be in the mid-90s today. Oh, man. The live shots up at Timberline this morning of the Hood to Coast Relay Race uh, mm-hmm. Relay Runners. 
there were <clears throat> there was a 55 mile per hour gust up at um, Magic Mile, just about a thousand feet above Timberline, Ooh, about seven a.m. Really? So yeah, uh, Io was reporting up there, and they were complaining a little bit about the the it's wind. Cold. It was yeah, it was it was in the 50s, so it was chilly up there. Um, but what a change in weather! They're going to go from the 50s and wind down into the 90s later today in the metro area. Yeah, you know, those first two miles, I always hear runners complain about that. Those first two miles, you, you go down 2,000 feet in six miles. Oof. That's pretty hard on the knees. I'm not and a big the, runner, but uh, I know that would hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, people have complained about losing toenails on that first leg there of the race. Yeah. I, I don't envy that. Um, but yeah, Camilla's running in it today. Drew Reeves That's is running right. in it. That's um, why Camilla's not on the podcast today. Katie is working the noon show, so she's getting ready for that. Yep. So <clears throat> I know we're going to be tracking that closely. They'll arrive in Seaside tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be mm-hmm. a nice, nice uh, weekend. In, it's perfect the coast. at the coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah a nice weekend cover, out there. 60s and 70s. Yeah. Hey, so, you mentioned the. F- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you mentioned the fires. I got the fire info pulled up here. Perfect. So let's talk about it. It's interesting. Them. As of this exact moment, now this does not include any possible new fires from lightning last night. We assume a few new ones will pop up. We never know. You know, are they going to get under control quickly or not? But, um, that it's interesting. We have the same three big fires burning in Oregon that we had a week ago. So remember that one in Southwest Oregon? The um, well, that's the flat fire. But what about the the Snake River complex that crossed over the border from Northern California? Uh, the Smith River. Smith River. Oh, is it Smith River? My bad. Yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, the flat fire. Let me just go through these. Nothing on the flat fire. Um, Oregon Bedrock Fire uh, has gained about three hundred. That's the one east of Eugene. 300 acres, it's got 31,000 acres that have burned. And then the Lookout Road fire, or I'm sorry, Lookout fire, that's been the most yeah. active. It's up to 15,000 acres. That's near McKinsey Bridge along the McKinsey River. And it gained 1,500 acres yesterday. Pretty active burn environment, you know, with the unstable air and the, the hot weather. So those are the only three listed for Oregon. But you know what the deal is? This is, and I've noticed this before when we talk about fires near the Oregon border. We get most of our information from the Northwest Coordination Center, which is kind of the Northwest region for fires. That's the Southwest region in California. So unless like the the center of that complex passes over into Oregon, it's not on this list. But yeah, you're right. It did cross the border, didn't it? Yeah. And I'm just, um, while you're kind of describing those fire stats and the smoke and whatnot, I'm just pulling up that visible satellite imagery of Southwest Oregon and Northern California just to give you a kind of a, a view from space of what those fires are looking like. Oh, I see. Yeah, a lot of smoke down there. Oh, so much smoke. Yeah. yeah. If you're driving pull like, up... through Grants Pass and whatnot, that's probably going to be pretty ugly. Oh, here you go. You know what? Let me share my screen. If you want to unshare yours, I could, yep. I could share mine because I got something sure. pulled up here, the heat signatures. Uh, go for it. Actually, no, I, maybe I cannot. Oh, yes, I can. And apologies to all those folks that are listening from their cars thinking, what are they showing? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Let's see, window, window. I got to find my right window. Here we go. Oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, here we go. Sure, this should go. Um, Yeah, so folks, by the way, the way you can see this, you can either go to our website, you know, just kptv.com. You go to the weather and then podcasts, and it has the latest two either in audio form or the visual form. All right, that's how we recommend viewing this now. Um, Or uh, Fox 12 Now, our digital channel, if you have our app or the website, you can, I think you can do it through the website. Um, you can watch us. We, we play this at 2 p.m. on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you see the, the heat signatures there? Yeah, I do. This is at Smith River Complex just for – here's 
Let me zoom out a little bit. Grants Pass is up there to the north. Oh, I'm using too much computing power. Uh-oh. Am I still here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had an issue last week where you have an old laptop. What was it? Ten years old? Oh I'm, my god! I'm holding on as long as I can. Yeah, the the station <laughs> had to give me a laptop to actually yeah. run these graphics this time around. Folks, the first thing I hear when Jeff logs on today is this is amazingly fast, and I'm like, well, that's what happens when you have a newer <laughs> laptop. Ours though is two years old, so it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm but, cheap. Uh, look at those. Look at those heat signatures. Yeah, they crossed the border. There's the Oregon border right there, mm-hmm. and they've crossed into Oregon. But boy, that's a lot of. A lot of trouble. I think Crescent City has been out of power for a, many days now. They brought in generators because they've they've de-energized these lines like in this corridor here along oh. 199. And I, have you read any of those emails? It, it says, you know, we've supplied power to half the city now. And oh my gosh, it's a real fiasco now. I there. haven't actually, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they have generators. Uh, they're distributing generators to people. And um, yeah, it's, it's just because they haven't had power for... A, several days it must be five or six days that part of the state got a lot of lightning too overnight yeah I hate to say it um yeah. this is a rough time of year we got to get that fall rain and it'll certainly help why don't we talk a little bit about the forecasts like beyond yeah. this heat wave um yeah i've got you know so right now we have what the upper level low sitting there just offshore mm-hmm. and i've got to find my window so you keep talking the, yeah yeah so the system that so we we have this swirling upper level low pressure system offshore of Oregon, and there was a ripple, a short wave that came around that system and moved up through the Pacific Northwest overnight and this morning, and that's what generated the thunderstorms. So now that that's moving up to the north, we're drying out. We're going to be dealing with hazy, hot conditions in the lowlands for the next several days through the weekend. But that yeah. same upper level low, that swirling low pressure system that Mark is now showing on that map there offshore of the Northwest, that mm-hmm. is eventually going to push its way in. And as it moves in Monday into Tuesday, we're going to see yeah. a significant marine push and cooler weather. There's Friday. This is uh, 1 p.m. today. And if you look very closely, you can see a little kind of wiggle in the upper level low, the flow. And that's what gave us the thunderstorms. But uh, that's right now. And then if we turn, turn on uh, Sunday... Oops, turn off there. There's Sunday. It pulls a little farther offshore. So that's why we're, you know, it's funny. We're having a heat wave. And yet you look at that pattern. That doesn't look like a heat wave pattern, does it? Not really. I mean, if that upper low wasn't there, though, Mark, look at the big ridge overhead, you know? True. Oh, I see the big picture. You're right. And also, I suppose uh, we're getting the offshore flow, which is helping the heat quite a bit as well. Yeah. So then you said, yeah, then that whole thing swings through. It kicks out, goes back up into the westerly flow up north, and it's kicking out on Tuesday. And so that is why we expect the big cool down, you know, and on the 29th of August, you have an upper level trough passing over. You could easily drop it to the seventies. So that I should compare be the, the daylight, the late August daylight is similar to early May daylight. And then. All right. Yeah. Like sun angle rather. So, um, right. So anywho, that's just my take. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's the plan. Three more so hot the- days. That system yeah. comes through and drops us probably into the 70s, 80s and 70s for four days or so. And right. um, still tough to determine how many showers will be around, but I think some showers will be roaming the region uh, as that system comes through. And then I was looking just beyond that this morning. There's some disagreement whether another little trough drops in or do we get ridging as we head towards Labor Day. My gut feeling is maybe we go back to some sort of ridging towards Labor Day weekend, but um, that remains to be seen. TBD. Mark, how about um, while I'm talking about the current stats uh, this month, do you want to bring up uh, what the overnight low was at PDX? And if you can quickly work your magic, can you bring up – if not, I can do it pretty quickly. 
mm-hmm. I know through the first 23 days of the month, we were running over a degree warmer than last August. And this we're running, uh, as far as Augusts go on record, we're running warmest on record right now. Um, but I, I haven't run the stats through the first 24 days, only the first 23. Um, so kind of curious where we stand right now. We had a hot day yesterday, a warm overnight, and that tends to really bump the average temperature up. Um, so I'm working on it. Okay. So <laughs> I, considering we're going to have warmer nights, warm and humid, by the way, um, especially once the, the, the wind kind of returns back on shore uh, on right. Saturday, the nights mm-hmm. are going to feel pretty sticky. The afternoons are going to be hot and higher humidity tends to leave us with warmer nights. So, um, okay. So Mark is showing what the overnight These are the lows, were. the the parts of the Metro area that were 65 the, or higher last night. The rain helped um, by the way. Yeah. To drop it those cooled it off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Look how the West side, there were more spots below the mid sixties, but uh, a lot of spots only touched 70 last night. Yeah. East Metro looks like maybe 68 was a low PDX. Hey, what did we forecast about 68? Perfect. Funny how that works. We always like that. Yeah. So those are the lows. Actually, here's a fun little tool. I think I can do this correctly because uh, you were talking about the uh, the warmest August ever, right? Yeah. You're going to X Mesas. Yeah. Everybody favorite. loves X Mesas. Yeah. So if we just take the average temperature for the month of August. Uh, folks, this is like watching the sausage getting made. Here we go. KPDX, KPDX. Okay. The average temperature for the month of August. What do we have? Oh my gosh, this is way over on the right side of the screen. Holy. Well, first, wow. I mean, look I at the love last this graphic. This, so this goes I, back to 1940. That's when weather records started at the airport. Mm-hmm. And notice how there's no real huge trend until about the mid 2000s, late to uh, around 2010. Look at that. I mean, we all know we've had hot summers lately, but good Lord, look at that go up. So we're at 76.1 as of yesterday's numbers. That does not include this morning's low yet or today's high, of course. Okay, so we're by far the warmest. Yeah, we're a degree above the other. We're going to have three more hot days and then some coolish days. So it's going to go up a little more than it's going to come down. Does it drop below last August temperature? We will see. I I can't calculate all those numbers in my head that quickly. Neither can I. Um, So bottom line is it's been a hot month. We've had four days at and above 100. We're not going to hit 100 anymore during this heat wave. Um, Perhaps late, you know, we may be done with triple digit heat this year. Um, It's really difficult to hit that in the month of September. Um, So yeah, not a great August. Wasn't last August our hottest month on record too, not just the hottest August. I think it was July, August, September. It was like a three month combination. I think was, Oh, I thought last. Let's see. No, I think you might be right. It was last. You might be onto something. Actually, this. Oh, let me get rid of this year, folks. We can just slice and dice at will here. This is just amazing. And you're like, look at all those numbers. What is he talking about? Uh, yeah, last August was seventy. Oh, last August was the hottest month on record, seventy-five point one. Hottest month, not just the hottest August, but the hottest month on record. Right, hottest month on record. So right now we're running one degree above that. So this could be our hottest month on record. Clearly, it's going to be like in the top five. And wow, the the person you know, people out there that are not really into climate stats and weather stats, they'll think, okay, one degree, not that big of a deal. You know, when we look at these rankings, we see these months separated by usually decimals, like you know, mm-hmm. um, a half of a degree, or you know, 
six-tenths of a degree. But in this case, a degree or more, that's a big deal to see a jump from the hottest month on record last August to this month. Yeah. Not a great trend. Um, and, yeah. of course, some of that is related to the urban heat island effect where we're warmer in the cities than outlying spots. But, I mean, you can't, you can't you argue. You can't deny that. that it's, yeah, these last 10 years of summers are just off the charts. Yeah. Amazing. Totally. So um, every summer I think, well, maybe this will be the summer where we finally have a cool one, like 2010 or 2011, but um, every year it doesn't happen. And in fact, is this summer going, I, I haven't looked at the numbers. This summer must be one of our hottest we've seen. It's, yeah. It's gotta be up there. It, it, yeah. If it's not the hottest, it's top, probably top 10. Um, so yeah. I think our last eight o'clock sunset or sunset happening after eight o'clock is Saturday. And then okay. there'll be before uh, eight o'clock beyond that. So Daylight hours are definitely shrinking up. I know the we've lost two, had two hours so far. Yeah, wow, that's pretty significant. Morning and the, night. the The conversation is going to begin again about when does fall begin, Mark? And do you uh -oh. know what yes? Do you know what yesterday was? Oh, d don't tell me we're going to talk pumpkin spice. I'm not going to no. talk about it much. I just know that people were talking <laughs> about it in the newsroom. It was a big deal. Oh, so. I bet they were. Who is that? What the it? official start is. Was it – did Camilla or Katie argue that, that that's their official start, right? Somebody did. I don't know. Nora's huge into that. My okay, problem maybe, with that is it's like, come on, in August? September is fine. But August? Yeah. yeah. That's silly. Yeah, I agree. And so they've changed September the date 1st, over the years. They've, you know, it's just a Christmas creep. They've been moving it forward over the years. I thought I remembered once going in and they didn't do it until like October 1st. But that was like 15 years ago. Maybe that's when it first started. I think it was about a month ago I was in Winco and I saw Halloween decorations already up. Yeah, same with uh, the other big box store that I don't want to sue me where I get lots of toilet paper. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to give you the name. September 1st, yeah. meteorological fall begins. We do that right. because of record keeping. Remember, um, we break um, the seasons into three-month increments. So December, January, Six days February. away, folks. Six yep. days away. So example, December, January, February, winter, meteorological winter, um, March, April, May, spring, uh, right. June, July, August, so on and so forth. So, um, and then I believe uh, astronomical fall begins on the 21st, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds about right. Yeah. I'll agree so, with that statement. We're inching our way that way, but um, around that time is when we start to get more offshore flow or offshore winds. I don't see any real signature um, suggesting that we're going to get a big September, you know, like Labor Day type of east wind. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's pretty rare to see that. It's more typical to see what we had last year. Remember, it was September 10th or 11th last year, 13th. It was right in there the first half of the month. And we had those power sh planned power shutoffs. I think I lost power for two days. Public safety uh, power shutoffs. It's such a mouthful. PSPS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and PGE and Pacific Core has so many uh, – they have put up so many weather sensors, which is great for us all throughout the foothills, both west and east of the metro. I keep running into new ones, Jeff. It's like, oh, there's a sensor here in the middle of nowhere. It's great for winter and summer for us. And I think some of them have cameras on them too, right? Yeah, I think those – yeah, they may be separate, but um, yeah. In fact, I was just going to look well, you, where you're talking here. I was going to see if there's a sensor near that new fire out in the Bull Run area in Portland's watershed. Well, and, uh, and I just think about we're wrapping up summer. We're getting closer to fall. Um, everything is super dry. Of course, it helped to have the showers around. But with this lightning, we will probably see some of the holdover fires reveal themselves in the next couple of days. Warmer air means more unstable air. And so it's more likely that we'll see those fires emerge if they are smoldering or if they're kind of just sitting low in the forest. But 
I really yeah, like Mark. A, Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say there's a sensor uh, in the Marmot area, which is northeast of Sandy, which is probably within five miles of that new fire in the Mount Hood National Forest. And just yesterday, it was in the upper 80s there, uh, relative humidity. It wasn't extreme, but it was the east wind was gusting 15 to 25 all yesterday. And that spot up at 1,200 feet only dropped to 67 degrees last night. And now it's already back close to 80. So that's what firefighters kind of deal with. Not extreme wind, but, you know, fire spread pretty rapidly when it's already dry like that. And, uh, yeah, and, and it doesn't even, it doesn't even moisten up during the night. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have like any crazy gusty wind, but I do think that no. the heat alone is going to create the more, create more instability for the fires to grow. But, uh, I think by Tuesday, things are going to look a lot better with higher humidity. I, I agree. I think that pattern is really going to suppress some of the fire development. Um, and for the poor folks that live in central Oregon with that lookout fire and, and the bedrock fire being so active, that reversal of the wind is going to start to spread the smoke back into central Oregon and probably lead to some poor air quality. Um, yeah, you know, that's one thing we didn't mention is our air quality. It's, it's looked really bad the last two days because we have so much smoke from Canadian fires. And now maybe you can, if you have that AQI, maybe you could pull that up. But um, sure. Um, but yeah, so the last two days it's looked terrible, but it's all high level smoke. At worst, our air quality has gone to moderate, which is no big deal in the summertime, but it looks pretty yucky out there. Um, and it looks like looking at the smoke modeling, at times we'll still see some smoke into the South Willamette Valley, like we're seeing this morning, but nothing shows a big push of smoke into the Portland metro area, like far Northwest Oregon and Southwest Washington. Nothing is showing that right now. So we think we're in the clear. Uh, we're probably going to get through this heat wave without a huge amount of smoke. That's um, and yeah, it, that's what I was seeing. In um, fact, by Sunday, we're back to a low level, kind of a, a weak westerly flow. So that'll keep the smoke in the Cascades and the foothills. So, yeah, I think we're in good shape probably through the end of next week, at least, because then you don't realize when we see video uh, on the news or, you know, any video clips where you see these, you know, fires that are just raging and they're torching from tree to tree to tree. I was at a weather talk once and one of the fire weather forecasters, he goes, 95 percent of the time our fires just creep along the ground and occasionally hit a tree. It's just during those extreme periods when we have the wind or the extremely low humidity that fires can really burn actively and crazy, you know, where they're just spreading rapidly. So most of the time fires do tend to kind of creep along slowly. And that's probably what we're going to have next week once it cools off and uh, we have a few showers around. Mark, I had to turn on the Lerpa. Oh, the Lerpa. Did you, you click the button? They were too high. The numbers were too too dramatic yeah. looking. For everybody that's wondering, there's a conversion that you put on for the purple air map. It's a way to look at the air quality. <laughs> um, and Mark and I like to call it LERPA, L-R-A-P-A. You know, if you go to airnow.gov, they've already made that conversion for you. Actually, Mark, Did you, you know find what? it? It's, it's LERAPA. It's LERAPA. We're pronouncing it all wrong. There's another, yeah, there's an, two A's in there, right? Or there's an A first, <laughs> L-A-R, LARPA. Yeah. DARPA? No. Lara no, that Larapa. was lost. All right. Enough of that. <laughs> Let's bring up the map um, for anybody that's watching on video platform. I'm um, waiting. It, waiting for it? it. Can you see it? Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. It's coming along. Let me move my phone. Yeah. Well, it looks like moderate air quality for the metro. Moderate to Not unhealthy so for sensitive groups. So if you're suffering from asthma or something along those lines, you probably don't want to spend all day outdoors. Um, down to the south. I would expect the air quality to be a bit worse. Yep, sure enough. Yes, look down at Eugene is really bad. Yeah. Let's get down to Eugene, actually. Loading, so loading. I know, I'm going to let it's this loading. sit here. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that's bad. Not good. Ugh. Yeah. Eugene's um, got terrible air quality this morning. And the foothills up into, is this, 
Is this Oak Ridge? That is, is it? uh, it's like Blue River, actually, by the lookout fire. Is that what it's called? Yep. Look at those yeah, spikes like- from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so those those air quality readings are in the purple. So unhealth, very unhealthy to hazardous air quality up near those fires, and then it's kind of pumping down into the southern Willamette Valley. And just for the heck of it, we'll kind of zoom on out here, and we'll bring in Southwest Oregon and Northern California. Um, that won't be pretty. Sh- not that's not going to yeah. be good. Let's go, people. Let's get this going. And there you go. Did you say you, you got, got a faster laptop? Okay. Yeah. I thought I did. Maybe it's your internet. Thank- Shout out to our station for providing. Um, yeah, no, the, the air quality. Oh, does look at not the look Rogue Valley. Way. The whole Rogue Valley there from Grants Pass to Medford and Ashland is terrible. And then the, is that Cave Junction down there with the 496? Good Let's lord. Cl- we'll click on it and check. Oh, yeah. This is Lone Mountain Road. Wait, it is. Oh, it's La Rapa. <laughs> it's La La Rapa. That's it. I was calling yeah. it Larpa. Okay, we're really not folks great. are really fixated on this this morning. But look at All right. one more thing, Mark. Look at look at Central yeah. Oregon. Bend is in the yellow and green right now, so there's much better air quality. And because we have the you, light easterly and northeast flow, so they don't have a fire upstream of them, so that's good. Right, that'll change. So, folks, if you listen to our podcast from Central Oregon, you know take advantage of the air quality while the good air quality while it lasts. Because I right. I hate to say it, but it's probably going to get pretty smoky again soon enough. Um, that about does it, Mark. I don't know if you nope. want to add anything else other nope. than I, the fact that I'm ready it's for be breakfast. Hot. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm for ready lunch. for breakfast. I got to get. I got to get a bike ride in before the before it gets hot. We're on much better or different schedules. I'm I'm getting ready for something for lunch and uh, about to yeah. get my weekend. So, uh, stay cool out there, everybody. We're pretty much done with the thunderstorms. Uh, we just need to get to about Monday and Tuesday. We'll have much better air quality coming in and uh, cooler air as well, and hopefully some showers Tuesday through Thursday with that upper level low swinging through until then uh, have a great weekend and mark you have a great weekend as well all right please tell us about the weather